Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. Today, my special guest is Nick Durbin. Nick is currently enrolled as a fifth-year Lang School of Business and Economics student at the University of Guelph, and he's majoring in a Bachelor of Commerce with a focus on finance and economics. Nick enjoys everything the University of Guelph has to offer, is an avid sportsman and a comedian enthusiast. Nick has spent a few summers at RBC in corporate real estate client operations and is now coming back this fall to join the RBC Investor and Treasury Services Graduate Rotational Program. Nick, it's so great to catch up with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brian. I've been uh, itching to get onto the show and I just am I'm super happy to be here. I'm excited you're here too. I know we had many, many coffee chats over the, the last few years and it's a great, great to see you here. So. Uh, so just for the guest and just to get us going, um, so people get a little bit more insights into you, a few rapid fire questions. Um, what is your favorite most used emoji? Most used emoji. Oh, um, I have, I'd say I'm a big, um, see, I feel like I almost have to go to my emojis. I, I'm a I'm big, you know, of, I've seen people do that on this call. <laughs> you know, the wink with the, uh, with the tongue out. Oh yeah. Most of the things I send are a joke anyways. So <laughs> I have to send that out to make sure they know. <laughs> That's great. Especially leaning on the comedian side, which you have to talk about that too. Oh, yeah. um, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, wow. Um, Oh, it'd have to be, I'm between pizza and chicken wings, but I think I'd go chicken wings. Does it count if I can change the sauce up or does it have sure. to? Yeah, no. okay. we'll, see, then, then you could kind of, you know, you could do a plain chicken wing in the morning, maybe, maybe a little mild one in the, for lunch and then spice it up at night. But you can also change your pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But then it comes down to, you know, what's, what's probably the better option long-term and, you know, chicken wing, and I could probably eat like three pounds of chicken wings if it's put there you, go. So. there you go um favorite way to spend a day off oh yeah um being an only child I'm I'm quite close with my friends I definitely consider them my brothers and uh and sisters and so any way I can get out with them whether that's golfing hanging out uh, over the break over the uh the summer we were able to go outside and actually do some some guitar so i've gotten into that past five years so yeah anything outdoors is really nice golfing just yeah anything. how's the guitar going I, I i know you're picking that up how's that going it's it's good it's uh you know i, I definitely am playing it a lot more than i expect i just bought a new one too uh it's a bit of an addiction now but the um yeah there i'm I'm taking lessons. I've, I've definitely progressed and it's more of just, uh, it's actually the cool thing about it's completely expanded my music. So I used to be pretty, pretty two dimensional, maybe music country and some rap. And now it's like anything from like sixties blues to like eighties rock. It's all over the place. That's nice. That's awesome. Well, Maybe next time we'll have you back, or maybe you can start to be the the introduction music piece to my podcast. That would be that'd be <laughs> ideal if I could get on that. <laughs> um, do you hit the snooze button or wake up immediately? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I don't even I think I'm I sleep through the alarm, so <laughs> I am a snooze button guy. I, uh, 
yeah, it's, yeah, I'm one of those people that have the multiple alarms, but sometimes it, it really depends. If I get a good sleep, I I can get up, but I'd say more often than not, I don't. So that's <laughs> okay. Guy. All right. Um, what? Okay, this is an interesting one, and it could be anything, no pressure, but like, do you have a favorite word, or is it a word that kind of gets you excited or that you like to use a lot? Favorite word. Um, Oh, wow. I guess I'm more used to like a, a, a sentence, but a favorite word, maybe like some probably, you know what? Something that always makes me laugh is in our friend group is from, it's from a movie and it's, it's Spumoni is the word. And it's just, it's a <laughs> stupid word, but it's so funny. It's, it's, it's from, it's from semi pro the movie and they, uh, it's a safe word when he was wrestling a grizzly. And so, I don't know, it, it, it comes up more often than it probably should. And it's the first thing that came to my head. So. I love it. It's the yeah. first money on my podcast. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, your transition and moving through school from high school to, you know, to university. And you've now, you know, gotten into some internships and you're coming back. Um, Snuck my way fall. into the host. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe just I think especially for our listeners, there's there's a lot of different um students tuning in, even high school students and thinking about going away this fall to school or what have you. But could you share a little bit of your background and kind of how you've kind of progressed through all that and anything you learned along the way? Yeah, for sure. So I guess starting in high school, I was uh I was labeled the class clown right off the bat. That was that was well established, and um, <laughs> I. Uh, but I I was a hard worker. You know, I credit my parents. They were on me. They um, they gave me a lot of freedom as a kid, and I think that I'm very grateful for that. They, but that freedom came with responsibility of you know, passing courses, doing well in school, no less. And they can tell when I was giving my my best effort, and they can tell when. I told them the rest of the class did poorly as well. And so yeah, <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, it, it goes from there. But the, um, I went to Richview Collegiate just in Etobicoke. I was actually okay. put out of district, but the, um, my principal at middle school was very fond of me and helped me get in. And it's, uh, I credit that school with a lot of things. Some of my best, obviously some of my best friends, but even memories as well. And the lessons I've learned from playing football there to being a part of the leadership program where we, you know, do the Muskoka Woods event with all the grade nines. And yeah, and so I think that started to build a foundation. I, uh, in grade 11 and 12, I was started to be labeled the new Nick because I was no longer as much of a class clown, I guess you could say the mature wheel was starting to roll. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so I, I was interested in business um that's always had an interest in me i stopped taking science courses after grade 10 because that was a waste of time for me and uh yeah and i landed at the university of guelph in their management economics and finance program the um it i i have nothing but great things to say about guelph it how was that transition though from high school to university was it a big shock or was that so i the reason i picked guelph was i had uh i had some I was playing football and if I had progressed it any further, I could have maybe even talked to some schools about walking on, but I wasn't really that great enough to really, I probably would have got cut right away. So the, um, the, 
I wanted to be somewhere close to home, but not close enough where my parents would come up every weekend. So it was, uh, Guelph was the happy medium, had a lot of friends going, not that that influenced my decision. I actually got in kind of early. I think it was like early March or something like that. So it was a lot, uh, I ended up accepting like once that was pretty much sent. I, um, and yeah, I'm, I, I used to be the kid that had trouble with sleepovers. So my friend, my best friend's parents don't let me live that down to this day. And so it's uh thanks to them, but yeah, the, um, it was tough. I definitely was depressed in the first couple months. It was, it was a time period where I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable, you know, my mm-hmm. parents were around the corner, but it's like, I, you're shot out of the cannon on your own. Uh, I'm, I had anxiety for that. I never, and people know me, I, I've never been a person to show like signs of depression or anxiety because I, I dealt with it well throughout school. Like obviously like the next person, there's things that, you know, you deal with that, you know, they are difficult, but you, you work on it. And, but yeah, that first two months, they were, they were crazy. And then I, um, I ended up finding a comfortable place where I can, I was, I was good with it. I had a good, my two of my best friends I was living with and they were going through the same thing. And it was kind of realizing, you know, we're in this together. This is, this is a big transition. And it's, uh, it's something that I've always thought about too, because who knows, right? Like if I could have, if I never really found that place, I might've never stayed in Guelph and might've went back home and my whole life could have been different. So I think, I think me leaving home was the biggest step in terms of maturing I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it wasn't for me leaving home, I don't think I would have ever had an easy time moving out. And now I've been talking to my parents about when I'm going to be moving out. So it's a bit of a different, <laughs> bit of a different beast there, but the, um, yeah. And then it's nice so, though, what you said about, sorry to interrupt. I just want to no, share no. like, what's nice that you said too, is like you had, um, a support system with your two friends that you met and lived with, which, you know, as, as young men and young guys going through that, you know, to be able to talk openly about what you're feeling like and all that, that's, that's pretty cool that you had that experience of, you know, that too probably helped shape you. Right. Um, For sure. It was their experiences just as much as mine as well. Right. They, uh, you could see them going through it and our one roommate failed his first ever test that he ever in his life. And yeah. He, uh, he just broke down crying. He thought he got torn apart for a paper saying he'd never cut it out in university. He finished on the Dean's list and, and he's killing it. And it's like, yeah. it's the funny, it, it's the funny things like that happen to us that are so minimal now where it's like, you laugh at it, but it's like, that's, those are defining moments in our time, right? The, um, oh, at the time it's the yeah. end all be all. Yeah. I failed my first course in university in first year. It was economics. They, I think I was scared into it more too. And, you know, the crazy thing is, right, we're going, there's three of us in a room, best buddies. We went, I went to high school with one of them and the other was friends with our, um, our one of our good friends. And so we, we uh, played hockey together and we all lived together and we're going to bed at three in the morning because we're watching movies, playing video games and waking up at 1230, missing class. And it's just like uncharacteristic things where it's like, it, you begin to realize there's this freedom with the university but with that freedom comes at cost the thousands of dollars you're investing in it, right? And I'm a firm believer that if, if uh, you know, 
university, it's not for everyone. That's, that is 100% true. But if it wasn't for university, I wouldn't have learned the things I learned today. And so, I mean, that'll come throughout this timeline, I guess. But for the most part, like I failed, I failed economics and it's the first class I ever failed. And it was like, what the heck? Like, I, I didn't understand a thing. And that was kind of a wake up call. And then as I took it, the next semester passed, but I got put on academic probation and I, I ended up getting off of that. But then as we progressed in the second year, we moved out of the, out of the, out of there, we're in a house, six of us, 19 years old, going out every weekend, enjoying everything that a, a legal age person has to offer uh, that's offered. And, you know, it's, <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I don't regret any of those times. And it was some of our most fun nights, cherished moments are during those times. But at the same time, too, it comes with the cost of, you know, Thursday night dollar beers in Guelph equals no Friday morning class. And that's and that's just as as silly as it sounds. That was the truth of it. And it wasn't it's not just you. Right. And you're like, oh, my friends are here. We all have that class. We're all missing it tomorrow. I'm fine. But. Some of those guys are, you know, they're great at school. They, they're on the honor roll. They're doing well. And yeah. some of us are struggling and, you know, and it's, it's that self-discipline that, that you, you lose and you, it starts to dwindle that if you're not really a stat. And it's funny because you look back in high school, high school was kind of easy for me. I was, uh, and then I didn't have the discipline I needed in yeah. high school, but it, it came at the cost of me being able to get by and doing well. And then, and then when it comes to university, that's like a, it's a reality check where you're not, you studying the night before isn't going to learn, you know, the economics, all of, all of the economics textbook for a midterm or like final exam, whatever that might be in it. And it's not your basic functions at that point either. Right. So yeah. it, was, it was definitely, it was definitely difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, that's a big, that's why I like to talk about this and I'm glad you brought it up and went in depth there because, you know, <clears throat> it is a change. And <clears throat> when you do go away from home um, and, and all the different things that you're now experiencing and on your own, it's, it's liberating, but it's also like, you know, you can lose sight of things and, you know, hopefully things come back together. But I think for students who are thinking about going away, it's like, you know, also think about your inner self like if you feel like you know what i probably shouldn't go to this thing i probably should buckle down and study or whatever um, yeah it's that it, it's hard it's very hard but it's uh it's life right you learn so it's tough to sacrifice yeah and the um yeah what about um so thinking about schooling and the classes you've taken i mean now you're you know fifth year and is there Things like, well, you just shared some things that you learned, some life lessons, but is there something that you wish would be taught in school that isn't? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's crazy because th there's so many things. And Guelph's doing a great job about this. One of the things I was passionate about was the importance of building a social presence mm -hmm. um, in the professional uh, sense. So LinkedIn, obviously, is one of those. But And now they have a course uh, for first years, it, it was only mandatory for co-op students. And then when I switched my, when I switched my calendar year, I found out I had to take this course and it's a no credit course, but it's a resume building course where you get, and you get graded tough. I didn't, I, I got torn apart on mine and like, I mean, this was last, this was last semester. I got torn apart. <laughs> so, 
Although I called, I called Mari at RBC and I said, Hey, uh, <laughs> this is what they're saying. Is this what you're thinking? And they said, no. So I, I actually sent them some, um, some feedback of my own that we actually ended up working into the, uh, the course, but with fun a friend, this, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, I know, I know this is for the better, but let's make it for the best and, <laughs> and change one aspect of our, of, of this grading scheme. Cause I don't think, I don't know if you're right on this one and they, uh, but yeah, and it, it was great. Cause it forces you to make a link, uh, a resume, a cover letter based off, they give you kind of a, a script to follow in terms sure. of who you're making the resume and cover letter out to, and then, or the cover letter out to, and then a, uh, a LinkedIn profile as well. And it's awesome. And then, so you get you you kind of get your your feet wet in this world where it's like in first year you know those things are you look at your resume and you go I have one experience and it's my volunteer work for grade twelve like mm -hmm. and then some people have obviously a lot more but like what does that say about me and then you I've had this conversation with you too where as a recruiter two thousand twenty thousand resumes at the end of the day are twenty thousand resumes but twenty thousand LinkedIn profiles are someone that you've gotten to know i i don't think anybody could ever judge me or understand who i am through my resume but if you get a good look at my linkedin you would have an understanding of who i am as a person my interests and or even build your own uh assumption of who i am and that's and that's bigger than a resume i think in in all in in every aspect and so that's something that they've done but I think something that needs to be talked about more is just your as your peers. These are your fellow students going through everything with you. The yeah. I think it needs to be brought up more that you're you're going through the same time career timeline as everyone sitting beside you. The people a year older than you, the people you're younger than you, whatever it might be, take advantage of these. The the school the classes and the teachers don't really bring up the importance of the student associations and it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to join them but go to their events because all of those kids are going to be there and all of those kids are eager eager students trying to make trying to better their professional career and not you don't have to join that to not better your professional career but why not meet those people because you never know where they're gonna where it's going to take you or who they might become and you know what that job might get what what they could do for you down the road, what you could do for them down the road, and it, and it also builds everlasting friendships too. Right. Some of my best friends are from are from my student association that still have a group chat to this day, go golfing for a round, you know, just whatever it might be. But it's and and they're also the people that I'll call for career advice, or I'm I'm in a bind with you know this dilemma at work. What do I do? Like. You're the second person. This is really interesting because I, I always say, you know, I always learn something from you all. And that's why I love doing this podcast, because I think it's students hearing from other students, but I also hope parents and academics and other listen. But, you know, what you just said, someone else said recently about their student associations and some of the clubs was they got to know their upperclassmen. And talk about some of the things they've done and what they and I never really even thought about that like totally you know, yeah, you're getting the leadership you're totally making new acquaintances but I was in my head was thinking peer-to-peer class-to-class but you're actually meeting people that are you know that are in a different maybe class than you and a different um yeah just a different you know the, experience the greatest, 
the greatest part about it is too is they've taken all the courses you've taken they've got done all the job interviews that you might be doing so who better not to ask than the experienced people right it's no brainer that is it's, yeah it's like, never yeah. Played, Nick thought about that until literally this came up earlier today so this is yeah. the second time i've heard it yeah and it's why, why not like you know what profs to avoid because maybe the way they teach is not conventional to your learning style or yeah, the, yeah like anything like my i mean you know him but one of my mentors and best friends nathan luco was the president at the ellis lang student association while i was there and he is the reason i i you know worked hard to be um to get to that next level in the student associations take my professional career to the next level take start doing things now that are going to pay off in the future because it'll be too late and then the other thing too is learning leadership styles right nathan never looked down on anyone and he always was open to opinion and anybody's opinion it didn't matter what position where it was when i was with him brand ambassador to the vice president sitting beside him it's you're the same person in his eyes and that's something i will always cherish is that i it's something that goes into my leadership style is and that's something that's like at, at rbc that i've noticed is just the first my first ever internship there going into fourth year between third year and fourth year was everybody was treated with respect and i mean at the end of the day they're when a director needs to make a call and it's above and it, it's the, the thing that they have to do that's 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 just work that's life that's how it works but it was never without respect and it was never without the proper due diligence. And that's something that I took from my experience in my first internship there. And as well as just preparation is, is another thing, cause I was never prepared before that, but now it's, it's gone beyond that. And I think, I thank my time there. Like it, it's taught me things. I, I knew corporate real estate wasn't for myself, but it got my foot in the door and, you know, you never realize that it's going to teach you more. The job will teach you more about, you know, your professional skills and it will about, you know, corporate real estate. Exactly. It's like a couple things there. One big shout out to Nate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Legend. Um, I got to get him on the show too. Oh, yeah. um, and I think, I'm, I think it's special for me because hearing you talk about that relationship, that respect and what he did with you. And um, I just happened to be at your event when you guys were all handing off the the reins to the next class. So I yeah, got to know yeah. both of you, which was pretty cool, along with a few other students as well. So I feel like on the inner circle of that one, um, yeah. you know, it was really cool to see the leadership from all of you and, and um, the passion you have and, um, you know, why we continue to stay connected and talk. And um, so, yeah, I got to get Nate on this show too. For sure. Yeah, he's a He's a character to listen to, that's for sure. <laughs> but he provides, <laughs> some, he, you know, when, when he speaks, people listen and it's, it, it, it's, there's a reason. And it's because yeah. he, the respect that he has, it's, it's, uh, it's the reason that he, uh, people listen when he speaks, it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And also the other thing you said about, you know, getting into the role and, and the role that you specifically worked with us on and, you know, that's the thing we always say, I'm like, the role you're doing isn't going to be the role you do forever. And especially when you're a student, um, you know, a lot of times we talk about instant gratification and I, I want this title, I want this role, I want this. 
Um, and and sometimes it's 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 kind of cool to take something out of maybe your normal thought process or path and and then learn your, about yourself and learn about something else um, and you know grow from that experience. So um, that's a cool insights you provided as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was an, I I had a one of my colleagues at corporate real estate actually told me one of his career tips to me was to never go chasing titles because mm -hmm. it will just end up with you maybe not wanting to be where you're going to be just to know your self value and to to always take your time and understand where you want to be and it'll it'll work out it, you don't need Something to go difference. looking for that senior manager position you don't need to go for the director maybe you're the manager and maybe you do it so well that you know you're paid for your your as well as you've done it and you enjoy it there but if there's no there's no reason for you to chase titles because yep. it's just going to end up with you maybe being somewhere you don't want to be with the responsibility great. of something like that. Yeah, that's great advice. And um so, you know, I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years and um, you know, like I said, I feel like with the whole Guelph the Guelph group, everyone I've met from there and continue to to meet um some great talent. Um and you guys inspire me too, right? Like I learn different things. Um when you just maybe more from a personal perspective, um, can you share maybe a moment, not a moment, but can you share with me, the audience, um, some of the maybe things, challenges you faced? I know you talked about the school challenge a bit, but is there other challenges that you face that maybe other students could hear about and maybe feel inspired or, or realize they're not the only one that's going through this or anything that you wanted to share? Yeah, totally. I can give, um, I can give two big reasons. So one, sure. obviously the um, the school thing. I'll I'll talk about just one more school thing. I guess related is I sure. uh, I almost I almost didn't fail out, but almost I had almost gotten asked to leave and take some time off during the school and going into fourth year. So it was my RBC year, but it was like I had gotten my stuff together, but it it came close. Mm -hmm. And um, if it wasn't for I'll I'll always say this too. I I have a great support system. And it's because I put a lot of trust into people as well that are there that also do the same for me. And a big person that was another Guelph alum, Will Heineman. I have to give him a shout out because he was always there for me. He's uh he's also one of my mentors and best friends and part of that inner circle with him. And uh we I called him and said, Hey, like I'm I'm worried. Like I, I don't know how I'm doing in school. I just got the director of corporate relations position at our uh, LSA. I know my leadership skills can help these students that I bring on and, and, you know, we, we can do great things, but like, and I'm supposed to work at RBC, but I don't like, I don't know what's going on. And they, um, luckily it worked out, but it, it was a dark place for myself in terms of just like, like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're throwing everything away and you finally made that, that jump to, you know, I'm, I'm part of the LSA now I've, I've made that commitment. Uh, and that's something I strive by. It's, it's never too late to start. And it's a little hashtag in my LinkedIn emoji. And it's something I live by. And so you, 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 I started student associations in third year. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have a job at RBC. Uh, the domino effect of that is unparalleled for my, my uh, career. And, and yeah, yeah. And so, but recently, I guess I'll talk about one is I was given a health scare and it, it threw me into a, a whirlwind of emotions and, I'm, I'm pushing off, um, 
tests, stuff like this. And, and you go through, you go through a time where you don't want to tell people you want to keep it locked in and your, your anxiety is building. And I was talking to my naturopath about this actually today. And she, she was basically describing to me how stress leads to, there's a bunch of, there's millions of bugs in your body healthy, but when, when they start to produce toxins, it's bad for you can lead to many bad illnesses. And a, a thing that feeds that is stress. And I've, I've never related to it more because it's so easy to build up so much stress for things that are, you know, so irrelevant in your time. Now think about uh, the thing that's always let me not like, that's always gotten me out was I've always thought way too far ahead in the future where I'm worrying about three exams next in two weeks and, and, you know, an assignment due this week where it's like, Hey, like Nick, do the assignment today, study an hour tomorrow, study an hour the next day. Like, you know, like it's, it's constantly reminding yourself, but you, you get to this point where you're, you're stressing your body out so much that you're eating unwell. You're, you know, you're not acting the same. You might do things that you've never done before. And it's, I, I can't stress it enough that stress is a bad thing for you. And we all go through it. It leads to depression, anxiety, and it puts you in places where your body isn't comfortable. So it tries to be comfortable. You know, your mind isn't comfortable. So what does it do? Well, maybe for some people, unfortunately, it resorts, it resorts to alcohol or drinking or going out with their friends and, you know, some of it's good distraction, some of it's bad distraction, but at the end of the day, it's, it's being aware of your mental health and that it's yeah. always a priority. And some, I, I was worried to message my profs and I, I emailed all of them, explained them my situation without a doubt, no problem. Called my counselor, my course counselor, provide me links to counselors at school. If I need to talk to anyone um, here, I'm here for you. And then, and even speaking with your friends, cause it's, it's stress is everywhere and people show it differently and it's hard to pick up on. But if knowing that, you know, it's not, un, un, it's not, not, not normal for you to realize that uh, the um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's an important thing. I, I have an insane amount of anxiety that I never knew about. I, I used to just brush it off and it's led to overeating. That was something I never even picked up on. And I was gaining a bunch of weight because I wasn't working out because I wasn't motivated and it's all this stuff. And it, it leads up to this. All it, it, and eventually it just crashes your body crashes. And it's, and sometimes it takes that to realize, but yeah. it's best to avoid those situations if you can. Yeah. Some, um, thank you for sharing those examples and your personal story and, you know, really just being vulnerable about it because you know, holding all that in can just cause so much more. And, you know, when you do reach out and, and I heard there too, like, don't be afraid to reach out. I think there's a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, they think about it and they're like, oh, I'll get through it. I don't need to ask for help, but it's not always the case. Right. And, and without your mental, physical health, it's pretty tough to do much of anything else. Totally. So, I mean, I've been, I, I'll always say it. Your friends are there to help you. If it wasn't for my friends and, and even my program, I probably wouldn't have passed, gone through school because you you go through it together. I have a few friends that are just geniuses, and sometimes I need to hear it from a different voice other than my professor to really get it in my head. And, and I'm grateful for their support and help. And and it's 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 the little things like that where you don't even realize like how 
how much that helps you in terms of succeeding and being motivated because it's easy it's easy to be lazy it's it's easy to do the things that uh that you don't want to do like you're just stopping sorry i said that wrong I, uh, a bit of dyslexia on my half so pardon with me <laughs> but, no, no, yeah. that's okay that's yeah, okay the, um yeah i found out about that recently and it makes a lot of sense um <laughs> But yeah, it's I've I've always been susceptible to being lazy, and sometimes it's 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 terrible. Like you can, and it it affects it affects your your work habits. And you know, sometimes I rely on my summer internships to whip me into shape, and that's not the that should never be the case because you have the pre pressure of you know like um, not getting the job done for your boss. But at the same time, when it comes to school, if you don't get the job done for yourself, you're that's just stress that you don't need to say the least. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, some great insights and thank you. I think, you know, there's a lot there that I think people can listen to and hopefully get some inspiration to think differently and not to let things drag out or, you know, don't deal with it, you know, just take it on, right. Figure it out. Um, you know, one of the things too, is I've, I've talked to you, I've talked to others about, you know, we've talked about resumes, we've talked about grades, we've talked about different things even today. And, um, but really it's about your values and, and your skills that differentiate yourself. And when students say, how do I stand out? I'm like, well, who are you? And then they'll tell me what they do. And I'm like, nope, who are you? And, you know, as you kind of think of your values and what you've, you know, established and starting to focus on for yourself, how would you describe your values and how have they helped you um, you know, throughout, throughout this, you know, experiences you've had? Yeah. Um, I think it starts with my parents instilling just respect always. It's something that's gone a long way with myself. Um, there's never a thank you card that I've gotten or a, a birthday card that hasn't been followed up with a thank you call. There's never been a birthday that, that's not a, there's not a happy birthday message from us. And it's, it's all about the little things that, that add up and I think for myself I I know I'm not the in terms of book smarts the brightest individual when it comes to that because I I can apply myself and I'll give a fighting effort and that's for sure but it, when it comes down to the end of the day there's some people that are just truly gifted when it comes to the to you know the books and that stuff and that's great and you know I I know what I'm truly gifted in and that's being personable mm -hmm. and and trustworthy and and that's something i rely on because i know it, it and this is something i i've truly learned from uh being a being a leader with the lsa is that you're doing things to help others build their professional life when you're in a leadership position i didn't really look at it at it as the director of corporate we need to bring in this x amount of money to help fund these events it was let's let's get the best experience for the team of the the corporate team mm -hmm. and and have them and hopefully this will lead into something great for them or you know they can learn something but it's it's not just me teaching them as much as it is them teaching me and that's that goes back to my friends helping me in school when i need to get something done in terms of you know um hard work i reach out to my friends i had a a grp buddy during my internship at INTS who i called at least twice a week and I know she said it wasn't annoying because she enjoyed our conversations, but I'm sure it was because <laughs> you're asking the smallest questions, but they go a long way for the people on our side asking those questions. And so 
I, I know that my values is if you're, when you are trustworthy and you show, it doesn't need to be affection, but respect, which can come off mm -hmm. as ever way you want to. For me, it is providing a sense of comfortability with the people around myself. I think I've, I've excelled well in being in uncomfortable position situations in which I can ease that tension. And I think that brings a certain level of, of, you know, sometimes you, you have a, a meeting going on that's getting intense and, you know, sometimes you need the, the, the goofy guy to, to break it up, but also provide the right insight. And that's where it's finding the happy medium where it's, it can't just be a joke. It has to be, it has to have comedic relief with value. And that's, those mm -hmm. are, my, I guess you can break it down to my comedy is those roots is making people laugh is always a safe bet. It, it, it works. And, but also providing that insight and value that, you know, shows that I'm, I'm trustworthy, but I know what I'm, and I'm, they know what I bring to the table. That's, it's important. It, it really is. Yeah. And what you're hitting upon, which is so important these days are those human skills, right? Those human skills to, to bring to the table and they're needed as much as, you know, the smartest person in the room. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I'm not always the smartest person in the room either. And, but that's okay. Like each of us has our area of expertise and, um, that's what makes uh, an inclusive environment with lots of great dialogue. So, you know, that's what you need. So, no, thanks for sharing that. I think it's really uh, insightful too. And, you know, it's, um, it's what, what, what each of us brings. It's who you are. It's who I am. It's, it's great. Like that's how it goes. I mean, and yeah, especially with, with our coffee chats, they're so lively. It's uh, I, I don't know if people can tell here, but it, it can get out of hand, but yeah, it's, it's I know when two when two big personalities meet, it's it's a good time, and they, and sometimes you need those people to, to get the 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 people with less of a uh, that are a little more shy to get out of their shell, and and you start to see their true self and what they can really bring to the table, and it 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 only benefits in Absolutely. my view, and you do it obviously with the respect of of people's space and just where their capacity of it, and you know that also comes with you know, with it, with it all. And laughter is good. Laughter brings a lot. Like there's a lot of studies right now about with us not being physically together, how much laughter we're not actually having. I read something on it recently. It was pretty interesting yet scary how like when we are physically, there's more laughter, there's more facial smiling, there's more. And with masks yeah. and being separated, it's, it's actually people are, you know, not laughing as much um, yeah, as, as we normally would. So, I miss it to say the least. Yeah, you get energy from people. Um, I can't believe we're at the top of the the top of the show already. But yeah, you know, I um, I feel really you know I always uh, enjoy talking to you and uh, catching up. And um, I know you've shared so much uh, about yourself today, as well as insights and and things to think about. Um, but before we close off, is there anything that you might want to share as um, any closing comments for any of the listeners around some lessons or advice. Yeah, for sure. Um, one, I know if I haven't gotten back to on LinkedIn, if anyone's reached out to me, I'm sorry. I was definitely going through some stuff. I'm working through my inbox of that. But uh, if anyone ever would like to reach out and talk about their career, what what they should be doing or not should be doing, but what they could be doing, I'm I'm always 
I'm always an open book and I'm always there to help. I, I, I think it's so important because if it wasn't for the people that did that for me, I wouldn't be where I am here today, especially if it wasn't for Brian, I wouldn't be on this podcast today. So it goes both ways, but the, um, but yeah, I think, uh, well, one, I owe you a big, thank you, Brian. Uh, if it wasn't for you, I don't know in terms of mentorship and guidance, I don't know where my professional career would be, but I'm sure it wouldn't be where I would like it in terms of where it is now. Uh, it, you bring a level of inclusivity and, and, you know, comfortability to the, to everyone's lives that you're passionate for it. And it makes me want to be a better person and do, do my part in helping. And I think that can rub off on a lot of people and it'll start to make the world a little bit of a better place. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what we're, we're striving towards. And so, yeah, it, it, at the end of the day, uh, I know a lot of people are going through a lot of things, but it's, it's a tough time right now. And a lot of I'm, I am one of them. And, you know, if, I know it can be difficult, but talking to your friends and, you know, finding a support system. And if you don't have one, you know, I know it's weird, but we're always open. Brian, yep. myself, it's, it's a start and it's, yes. it's something because it, it's truly never too late to start. Throw that out, out there. I'm going to trademark that soon, but the, um, but yeah. <laughs> it's on there. I see it on the LinkedIn and they're helping others. And well, thank you for the kind yeah, words. Yeah. Um, the feelings mutual. I, like I said, I, I get so much from meeting inspiring people like yourself too. And this is why the stories need to be told, right? People need to hear these things and, Thanks for thanks for that, Nick. And um, I know this this won't be our last coffee chat. We'll be having oh, some no. soon. Uh, uh, but for sure. <laughs> thank you so much for for being on the show. I really thank appreciate you it. Thank you for having me. I'm, I, it's a pleasure to do this. Awesome. Thanks so much. So for the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, you know, please share this podcast with your network and please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery, and until next time, stay well.